Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You recognize this at all, Maura? No. Who is it? You probably haven't heard of them. Oh, here but we you, go. But you are going <laughs> to... You don't know who these guys are. But you don't know who they are. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is a band. You're going to love the name. They're called Distill. Okay. Like Distillery District. <laughs> where you live. Distill. Okay. I like it. I like it. And um, I used to teach sailing with one of the guys who's uh, part of this. It's like Shut up. Yeah. And... He was also, if you remember back when we were kind of figuring out how we were going to podcast, remember yes. I told you there was a guy I know who's like an engineer, yeah. technical producer, that kind of thing, and he yeah. offered to help us? Totally. That same guy. He's the one singing? No. He's got somebody else singing, but um, he's like, I guess, the music side of things. I don't even know. He's laying <laughs> I, down the beat. Yeah, I think he's doing a lot of that stuff. Nice. This is a song called Rome, and Distill is spelled D-S-T-L-L. D-S-T-L-L. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. You want to hear another one? Sure. I was, you know when someone, uh, and it's certainly something that happens to people work in radio, if someone knows you work in radio and they have a music project and they <laughs> send it to you, like, oh, do you mind listening to it? Yeah. I mean, he didn't even ask me to listen to it. I wanted to check out what was going on. Uh, and I was kind of, uh, you're never sure if it's going to sound hacky. Mm-hmm. You're thinking, oh, this is just going to be like, it's going to sound totally low budget. And then I started listening to this. I'm like, this is music I would listen to on my own by choice. Yeah. It sounds like it could make it on the tea chill mix. The tea chill mix. Yeah. <laughs> on my Spotify. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which you forced me to follow, by the way. <laughs> I didn't force you to follow uh, pretty anything. Sure, pretty sure you forced me to follow that. I'm pretty sure you clicked it hey, on my phone. You're ruining the song. Sorry. I know who you are and I know what you came for But I am the monster Song's called Monster Sipping Nice. I thought it'd be kind of your vibe. You yeah. like super down, chill. I like kind of dark, moody music. I love that you're putting dark, moody music in my category. Like I, <laughs> of the two of us, are the ones who want to gravitate towards yeah, You're it. more like nerd music. Yeah. I'm definitely more cool music, for sure. I don't even know if this song's officially released. I got the inside password to check it out. Uh, but if you want to hear more of these guys, Distill, D-S-T-L-L. And you can find them on Spotify and stuff. Are you in the band? No, but I f- I'm thinking of managing them. No, I think they have <laughs> management too. I don't know. I just uh, I just said I'd play it because I liked it. And when you do a podcast, you can do that kind of shit, You man. can do whatever you want. It's so good. I don't have to go to the music director of our podcast because we are also the music director. That's right. Yeah. Hey, Maura! Are you going to ask me how I'm doing? Um... 
I haven't been having a great week. No, you haven't really been having a great week, which is why we had such a short podcast uh, that we put out on Tuesday. Yeah. It is now Thursday. Not sure when you're listening to this, but uh, look, before we get to Maura's health, <laughs> I just want to say this. We got big news for you that we're going to share with you a little later in the podcast. Mm-hmm. How's that for a hook? Big news. Big news coming your way. Minutes from now, maybe even. Okay. Okay? Okay. Minutes from now could be happening. Okay. But first, let's find out how Mora is doing <laughs> with oh. your crazy sinus infection. This has been the worst. Honestly, yesterday, if you would ask me, you know how you go to a doctor and they're like, tell me where you are on the pain scale if 10 is like high pain and one is low pain. Mm. I was a 10 yesterday. A 10? Yeah. I have a really high threshold for pain. Like I guess so. Really high. Either that or your 10 is really everybody <laughs> else is 5 and you've never felt a 10. I think I've had natural childbirth okay, so at would home. That, would so that I not think, be a 10? I think that that, no, I think that I have a high threshold for pain. I'm allowed to say okay. that now. But compared to having a baby on the floor of your shower Ooh. in your bathroom. What would I and rather the, have? And no, the pain you felt at the peak moment of whatever, like say the shoulders coming through. I don't know where it is. Maybe it's just the head, the initial, you know, right. pushing out the baby. Yeah. Compared to your sinus pain yesterday. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay, so let's get realistic about th- those this. Are, That's th- a 10. I wouldn't call that pain. I would call that something different. And keep in mind, I was hypnotized through that whole process. Okay, a Civil War soldier yes. who's biting on a piece of leather, <laughs> having uh, one of their limbs amputated with a saw. That's a okay, 10. That's a 10. Yeah. Where do you think you really were? Yesterday, an eight, then. An eight? Yeah. Did you have to, at any point, chew on a piece of leather in order to deal with the pain? No, but I was contemplating that I might feel better if I took a knife, sliced my forehead open, took a straw, drived it through into my sinuses so that they could get some oh. air, that that might help. Oh, you know what you should have done is plugged the Dyson in. Think of what you could have sucked out. <laughs> Put the Dyson up Put my nose. Put the Dyson in there. Get like a straw <laughs> attachment for the Dyson oh. and you could have taken care of everything. It's been it's been hell. It's been hell. But yesterday it was so bad. Um, I left here. I left hanging out with you at around 11 o'clock. Mm. And then there's a walk-in clinic by my house. And I double-checked the hours before I went. On the website it said walk-in patients accepted 9 till 5. So I went at noon to the wall. I couldn't bear the pain anymore. I thought, I have my sinus infection antibiotics. What I need is painkillers. I want something strong. I was just using over-the-counter stuff. I don't care anymore. I want the strongest drugs that they can give me because I'm in so much pain right now. Like I could barely even open my eyes. So I basically crawl to the walk-in clinic. Like, I barely get there. I get up to the desk. There's a woman there. And she says to me, the walk-in clinic just closed. We close from noon till 3, and then we accept patients again 3 until 6. Oh, thank you. (laughs) Truth be told, when she told me this, like, come back in three hours, Mm. essentially, I literally started crying because I was in that much pain. So I leave the clinic... And oh, I'm you like, don't stay there and cry in front of her so she can see the no, I'm like, pain she's inflicting upon you? I'm like, okay, I'll come back in three hours. So I leave tears coming down my face as I barely make it back to my place. This is yesterday, okay? Yeah. 
I go and I crash for three hours. I get up before three o'clock and make my way back to the clinic, still in excruciating pain. I get to the clinic. Are you walking with a cane? Like, uh, is it affecting wa- you to the I'm point walking, where you can't? I'm surprised people aren't like, can I help you walk? Like, that's how oh, I'm walking. Or are you okay, woman? Yeah. Are you okay, woman? Yeah. <laughs> I get back into the walk-in clinic, mm-hmm. give them my health card, and the different woman behind the desk now, and she says, the walk-in clinic is now closed. <laughs> I'm like, What? She said, yeah, we've been accepting patients all day, and now we've got too many. Like, we're closing at five. We can't accept anymore. And I'm like, a woman told me at noon to come back at, at three. three. Yeah. And she's like, I'm sorry. She w-. And then I heard another receptionist say, oh, that was uh, Alicia. And they both kind of chuckled. Like, she doesn't know what <laughs> she's talking. Oh, yeah. What a dummy telling someone to come back at three when you're closed. So she's like, yeah, I can't accept you. Sorry. We're, we're full. Oh, they didn't even make an exception. So I was... Based on that, uh, whoever the woman's real name is, screwed up and told you to come back then? At that moment, I thought, I'm not going to... I know that these kind of receptionists who are at medical centers probably take a lot of grief. Mm. So I just tried to be really honest with her. I said, listen, I'm in a really... I'm in a lot of pain. And it was your error. Somebody made an error earlier yeah. telling me to come back at three. Is there yeah! any, Is there anything you can do? Uh-huh. She said, no. Oh, my God. Heartless. I wish I was a bitch at that moment and yeah. could yell. And, you know, I have a, a friend who would totally have handled that situation and would have probably got in to see the doctor. But no, I ended up go. Imagine three hours later, I do the same walk from the clinic home with tears coming down my face. Oh. How pathetic, right? Yeah. Anyways, thank God I turned the corner today, but I really could have used some... So you didn't even go in? You didn't go to another clinic or anything? I couldn't. Like, my husband was working. Like, that one was around the corner for me, so I knew that if I crawled, I could make it there. Um, Well, I should have used the Dyson. Yeah, I should have used the Dyson. it all out. Yeah. Yeah, sinuses are tough because you can't really get to them without, you know, needles and knives and things like that. Honestly, I'm still considering to this day put shoving a needle in my forehead and just releasing the pressure. There should be some way that we can do that. Mm. Well, there is. It's just not safe. <laughs> <laughs> you want to try it? Just Any- don't touch the brain. Anyone you know, like, got you a have, needle? You have to know where the brain starts and where the sinuses end, I think, in order to pull that off. Are they close? I think so. I think it's all up in there. Yeah. I think is you got brain a, surrounding there. Is there a bone in front of the sinus? I mean, I've never dissected a human skull, but I've <laughs> seen like on commercials for Sudafed and things like that, where they show people's sinus cavities. And I feel like those cavities are sort of up above the eyes almost into your forehead. And that's where your brain kind of starts too. What I'd like to do is take off my face. I'd love if there's a doctor listening to this. <laughs> Just They must be <laughs> sick to their stomach at how ignorant I am. Yeah. <laughs> Yes. You know, I just want to take off my face. I want to rinse it under a tap and yeah. then put it back on. Is that too much to ask? But you have been like the huge um, proponent of the neti pot. Is that not helping you? Yeah. When I went to the walk-in clinic on the weekend, the doctor's like, have you been trying the neti pot? I'm like, dude, yeah. dude, I've done that three times a day for the last eight days. Okay. Have you tried it recently? Um, I, uh, <laughs> you know what, Tucker? I no. said, 
fuck this neti pot because I've been doing, you know what it does? Like, you know, it's, it's a real complicated thing. You know, gravity's involved. Yeah, yeah. You got to have your head at the correct angle. I've never used one. It looks honestly like a nightmare. I've, I've heard they work wonders at, if you're the right person for it in that right moment, but. Uh. Well, now I'm on antibiotics. I kind of thought the neti pot was obsolete, but. I, uh, maybe you should get it going too. Little neti pot. Just want to feel healthy again, man. I want you to feel healthy again, especially because we got a big announcement to make. Oh, are we doing this now? No, we'll come. We'll do it coming up in a sec. Oh, okay, you're just gonna keep telling people. Coming up in a sec, Here's a big a announcement. But first, let's talk more about Maura's disgusting sinusitis. I, I, yeah. If you really want to know, it, <laughs> fast forward to the very end because that's obviously where it's going. Okay. Not now. By the way, uh, I don't know if you even listened to our last podcast. I beeped your F-bomb last time. Did you? Yeah. I Did just... I drop an F-bomb? Like two? Well, I don't even know. You didn't listen to it, but I am. we hadn't officially started when the mics were hot, and I just kept a lot of the stuff. Oh, where did it was, you? It was when you put that stuff in your eye, and you were, like, swearing. <laughs> oh, my you know? God. So I just left that in, but I felt weird about the F-bombs. I don't know, and I think it's because, like, I'm so torn. You know, there's the people that uh, appreciate the... Like, what's the word? Rawness. The rawness of just us swearing. I feel like there was a couple of podcasts that, um, you know, I was just in a mood and I probably swore more. Uh, yeah. Than other ones. Um, pretty sure I remember that podcast. People, so, people were shocked. <laughs> so I left, a, I left a little shit in there last time, but I beeped the F. Okay. I don't know. I'm just not going to say it. Then. You know why? Because I thought if we ever end up back on the radio, I don't want to be too comfortable with swearing. I still want it to be that thing where I have to consciously let myself do it yeah. as opposed to it just coming out without thinking about it. Because I swear so much in my daily life. Mm -hmm. I swear in front of my kids. It's I know it's bad. It's very bad. They're 10 and 12 and uh, they hear me swear, but they're not allowed to swear because they're kids. They're not allowed to. I wouldn't tolerate it. It's a do as I say, not as I do kind of situation. Oh, you're screwed when I'm they're totally teenagers. You're, yeah, you're yeah. so screwed. Yeah, but I also think like, what's the big deal? It's just a word. You know, it's how you use the word that makes it, you know, like if I say, oh, fuck, I hurt my finger as opposed to <laughs> you're a fuck. You know right. what I mean? Like it's, there's a difference. And so they, I usually don't swear at that. I'm swearing because I've hurt myself or something bad has happened outside of their world. Nah, you're you know still I mean? screwed. You're still screwed. Yeah. Anyway, I don't care. <laughs> when they're a little older, they can swear. Just not now. Right. They're too cute. They're too cute. <laughs> cute little kids can't swear. Although when you watch like those Seth uh, Rogen movies and stuff, have you seen the Red Band trailer for his movie that he's got coming out? No. I think he may only be the producer of it. I'm not sure if he's in it. It's like, uh, um, it's about these Kids, I don't even remember exactly the plot line, but imagine if it was the kids from Stranger Things mm -hmm. and then they're just up to no good and they're swearing and doing all kinds of stuff. And so there was this Red Band trailer that featured Seth Rogen where he's like, it's pretty fucked up that you can say fuck on the movie, but you can't tell me that or, you know, right. That wasn't a bad Seth Rogen there. That that was a bad Seth oh, was Rogen. It? Okay. I, I was <laughs> impressed on. that I got even that far. That wasn't a bad yeah. Seth Rogen. <laughs> anyway, um, did you you know I was thinking about the Juno Awards? I know it was this past Sunday, but I gotta say there was something about what they do that feels right about televising an event like that. Oh yeah. 
which is they realize that there are people who aren't in the industry watching and they care that they enjoy the experience, completely unlike the Academy Awards. Mm-hmm. You know, the Academy Awards has one of the, probably it's got to be the most watched award show in the world. And yet they have so many categories that you would have to be doing it for a living to give a shit about. Right. See, here I go. Now I'm swearing like crazy. You know, all the editing stuff. And I know it's important. It's really important for the movie industry. Right. But for, you know, you and me at home, mm-hmm. I we don't care. Mm-hmm. And so the nice thing about the Junos, I think they hand out most of the awards on the Saturday night. Yeah. And then the Sunday rolls around. And I, I don't know, were there seven or eight categories? It's Maybe. about the show. It's about the show. And then they, you know, so they, I thought they did a pretty good job with that. And they tend to. It's over in two hours. Yeah. Things two hours, bing, bang, boom. You know, it's not on till 11. Are you saying the Academy Awards can learn from the Junos? I'm saying that they all could. <laughs> the Grammys is pretty good, too. Grammys have a lot of good performances. So yeah. I like that award show. I love the Golden Globes. Because Golden Globes, it's all like top line stuff. Golden Globes, it's more interesting because you can see that they're eating stuff. All oh, and the stars, hammered. and you're like, oh, yeah. what's on that table? Is that a bottle of fancy champagne? Well, we talked to uh, somebody after the last Academy Awards, and they were telling us that there's a full bar at the Academy Awards as well. You just have to get out of your seat and go back. And that's why they have seat fillers, mm-hmm. is so when people want to get a drink. Now, the only people who can't get away with that are the Bradley Coopers and, you know, the front row people. Right. It's hard for them to disappear. I'm sure they have a drink runner who goes to well, get them a drink. But you well, don't see people sitting in their seats with a cocktail. No, that is true. Unlike the Golden Globes where they're, they could be cheersing. Right. You know, it's like a dinner party. So I thought that was really cool that the Junos do that. I, I, there was something annoying. Like I hate when, especially because it's the Junos, not everybody's going to alter their daily life to attend. Mm-hmm. So that whole idea of people not being there to accept the award oh, yeah, bugs yeah, me yeah, a bit. Yeah, yeah. And so my my thought on that is is that they need to move to the door prize rule. With the Junos. Right. You got to be there to you win. You got to be there to win. And and I even want them to go as far as to announce the winners that aren't there. You know, Sean Mendez, congratulations. Oh, is Sean here? And then everyone's like, no. Draw another. another. We're like, All right. <laughs> Next in line with the second amount of votes is going to be, you know, uh, Sam Roberts or whoever, you know, and then bring them up. And then that way you know that these people will actually maybe show up if they care about I, it. I think that's a status thing, though. Like, first Junos, second Junos you go to, but then yeah. you get to a certain level and you stop going. Well, you're, you, like, beyond the Junos. You stop going if you're an international star. You keep going if you're a star in Canada. Right. You know, you always have those artists that do well in Canada, partly in part because uh, radio has to play 35% Canadian music. Yeah. So there's artists that get airplay in Canada, which is kind of nice, that don't get airplay anywhere else. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, a lot of those people will go to the Juno Awards. But, you know, the Drakes don't go anymore drake hosted one year yeah you know well you know that i've talked about that craziness (laughs) he hosted i think he had just come out with you know a 50 million album seller i i don't ask me the name of the album probably one of his first ones yeah like i I think it was the one with headlines on it or over one of the big ones yeah and he lost to shad 
in oh. the rap category. <laughs> and he was the freaking host. He was there. He hosted. And then they gave the award to Shad, who nobody outside of a very inner circle of, you know, music fans would have any idea who he was. That's right. And that's why Drake doesn't go to the Junos anymore. Maybe. They really dissed him. Did you see Sarah McLaughlin at the Junos? Yeah, well, she was hosting. Uh, I'm just seeing pictures afterwards. She looked good. Holy. Yeah. She looked amazing. Yeah, she's. I always uh, found her cute. Do you know, she lives on some, like, I think she lives on a beach in Vancouver. Yeah. And uh, apparently uh, a friend of a friend was, like, shooting something there. And they're like, oh, this is, like, close to Sarah McLaughlin's house. And then they looked over, and apparently Sarah McLaughlin was, like, naked in the water. <laughs> She swims. She's a bit of a nudist. She swims naked. She uh-huh. hangs out on that beach naked. But I get it. When you have her figure, I'd be naked all the time. Well, you're naked all the time anyway. Yeah. You kind of. What do you mean if you had her figure? I feel. What it. are you four pounds heavier? Like what is the? <laughs> what would be the difference between you and her? Uh well, she's ripped. I'm definitely not ripped. I'm just flabby. You're not flabby. Give me a break. I'm definitely Sorry. not ripped, Tucker. Definitely not. She's toned. That looks good. The other thing I was thinking about with the Junos is, um, and and actually this is true to any live performance that's carried on TV, is they need to stop having artists lip sync. Mm. They got to just say, can you sing on TV live? Yeah, great. You're invited. Can you? Oh, no. You need to have the backing track, basically your whole, you know, album play behind you. Uh, Then no, we don't want you. Because there was clearly, and I'm not going to point fingers, might have been Bulo, I'm not sure, but uh, clearly, like, there was at least one person I saw that was totally lip-syncing. Totally lip-syncing. Oh, yeah. You know, there was just, there's no way they were that perfect. I, I kind of, I kind of get it. I yeah, but again, <laughs> you know, and I, and I have an appreciation for artists that are only good in a studio. Yeah. You know what I mean? I mean, I sound different on this microphone than if I'm on a microphone in a, you know, the Air Canada Center or someplace like that. Oh, for sure. Everybody has their place where they can pull off what they can pull off. And if you can't do a live show, you shouldn't be pretending you can on live television. You know what I mean? Stop it. We got to stop this. It's one thing to have a little bit of a backing track in your chorus Mm -hmm. to help fill out a song. Mm -hmm. I might be okay with that a bit, but when you're fully, the song's playing in the background and you're just moving your mouth or singing quietly, forget about it. Stop doing it on TV. I just think that it, it's like an industry standard. Like I think even Beyonce has a backing track. Yeah. Well, again, but Beyonce sings most of the song and the backing track comes in and fills out some of the harmonies or whatever you know what i mean totally so there's a difference between that and somebody fully leaning on it Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and so i if they're not gonna get rid of it they need to put it up on the screen you know lip syncing (laughs) this is you know just be (laughs) honest about real performance because what happens is i become consumed in the moment of looking at their mouth and seeing if it matches up with the audio i become i obsess over it right she's not singing that's that girl's not singing there's yeah. no way. Uh, see, I, I'm like, oh, she must have, or he must be like uh, about to break into some pretty serious dancing. Like some performances, J-Lo, for example, like is going to break into some serious dancing and yeah. she needs that backing vocal at, at certain well, you know points. What? Have somebody else dance. That's the way it used to be. 
Singer, stand up there with the microphone. Focus on your voice. That's what we care about. Yeah, you know who never does that is actually Lady Gaga. She will dance and sing at the same yeah. time. And I bet you she has some backing tracks for some of her big production songs. Yeah. You know, but she can also get behind a piano and wail. Yeah, she can. For four or five minutes, no problem. So yeah. you, there's no doubting her ability to perform live. But when you're doing it all the time, a lot of the hip hop artists are uh, lean on that a little too much for my liking in terms of a live show. I can mm-hmm. appreciate the music from a studio point of view, but if you're going to perform live... Didn't you say you would never go see another hip-hop show ever again? No, I said that uh, <laughs> I'm kind of done with hip-hop shows for a little bit until I can find people that are not just... Like, I'll give you a perfect example. I think Drake is a waste of money to see live. What? Unless you want to be in the same room as Drake and see him, you know, dance around the stage and the effects, fine. But if you're going there to see him perform his songs Mm -hmm. you're not hearing him perform them you're hearing the studio version in the background and then he picks and chooses when he's going to come in yeah like he'll sing along to it for five seconds he'll stop and then the song continues of course because it's just playing in the background yeah and i i have no interest in spending a hundred and something dollars to see that Oh, you know what I mean? It's enough for me, let me tell you. Yeah, well, because you just want to be in the same room with him, which is fine. That's good. You've seen Jay-Z, right? Yeah, that because was cool. he has a whole orchestra that he plays yeah. with. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Um, remember, I had to leave early, though. We left early. I don't know, my stomach was a little off. Oh. <laughs> my irritable bowel was a little irritable. <laughs> You're lucky I left with you. Well, no, you. the thing was, I didn't even tell you at the time. But you were like, ah, oh, you know, because we had to work the next morning. You're right. Like, yeah, you want to get out of here? I'm like, yep, let's go. <laughs> I barely made it home from that. Really? But I was really enjoying the vibe in there because the bass and everything was yeah. like just kicked up to a level that I've never heard inside the ACC or Scotiabank Arena or whatever. The only other thing I'll say about the Junos is uh, don't sell somebody's performance and have it just be a recording of their performance from another concert they did. You know, hey, coming up, Sean Mendez. I was like, oh, cool, Sean Mendez is there. And then they go, all right, we uh, Sean Mendez is at uh, on tour right now, so let's check in with him. And then they have this hokey thing where they make it seem like it's a live. Sh- you know, they've timed oh. it perfectly. And Sean's like, all right, this one's for Canada, everybody. You know, and then he does his performance, and you're just basically watching a pre-recorded, you know, thing he could have done eight days ago. That's the only way they can get him on, though. I know. So don't get say- him on. Don't get him on. There's a bunch of other bands you could feature on there that could perform live and actually sing i mean sean mendez actually sings but and i think sean mendez is good and he's a fun performer but totally. I, you know if you're gonna have him on your award show have him on your award well, show he won't come that's the problem no, you know what he would come he just wouldn't rearrange his tour to come no you know what i mean but if he had time he's a good enough guy that he would he's still humble and i think he still really appreciates the opportunity he's been given you know a guy from like pickering or wherever it is He's from. Is, Where is he from? It's like Pickering, Ajax, that little zone. I think it's Pickering, though. Anyway, he, I, I, I think he's a pretty classy guy. Me too. And I, I think he's very good about, you know, being good to his fans and to the people that support him, whether it's radio or anything. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to put him down. I just think as a show, you shouldn't be carrying, you know, stuff like that. Well, yeah, but on the on the flip side, here we all are getting to see a little bird's eye view into Sean Mendez's tour, and maybe not everybody could get tickets to that. Mm. Hey, Mara, this is very exciting. Um, the big surprise that we were talking about is Sean Mendez is going to perform <laughs> on our podcast today. Are you ready yeah. for it? 
All right, here he is, Sean Mendez, on our podcast right now, doing Lost in Japan. Sean, thanks for joining us. Go ahead and start singing. Isn't this lovely? Yeah. Wow. How did, how did we get him? <laughs> well, this is how ridiculous it is. This is my point, is that I could just say, we have Sean Mendez on our podcast today, play a clip of him performing live, and then say he was on our show. You know, it's stupid. If I did that to you, you would think that was the dumbest thing. It was stupid. Yet they get away with it on award shows like the Junos. I, I, again, it's I think the it's the same thing. I think it's cool because not everybody can afford tickets to see Sean Mendez and it's yeah. a little glimpse into his tour. Yeah. Well, you can watch him on YouTube anytime you want. I'm a couple hundred miles from Japan tonight. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, okay, what's the real the real announcement, Tucker? Please. Uh, okay, I've just received a new email because I had asked for permission to do something, and I wanted to make sure that other people were comfortable with it. Okay. Uh, the announcement is Deb and I are having another baby. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding That's that would not be enough. awesome oh, could you imagine <laughs> that would be the best oh, yeah for you because then you'd be like oh yeah you're right back where i am now <laughs> no way no way that baby you have would, a vasectomy that baby would be going up for adoption <laughs> if i if i found out deb was pregnant okay what's the announcement because it wouldn't be mine <laughs> or i would have had my vasectomy reattached which can happen I know. And still, baby, I'm going to be like, let's find some parents that are having trouble having a kid. You can have this one. <laughs> We've got two great ones right now. Don't eat a third. The announcement is this. Want to give us a little drum roll there, Maura? Okay. Real, real one? I mean, I think everyone knows where this is going. I hope so. The announcement is... It's all happening. Maura and I are coming back to the radio, baby. That's right. Yeah. What did I tell you? What did I tell you? It's all happening. Trust in me. <laughs> I may have not said trust in me, but yeah. it is all happening. And thank you for sticking with us. And you know what? We're coming back to the radio and it's happening soon. Really soon. And can't say anything more than that. No. But what I can tell you is that if you're following us on social media... Uh, for Mora, it's at Mora Grierson on Instagram. Yep. It's radio underscore Tucker for me on Instagram. If you're following us on social media, you will know the second we're allowed to let everyone know. Okay. Right now, uh, the people that are employing us have asked us to keep it kind of like, let people know you're coming back, but don't say anything more than that. They don't want to ruin the surprise. That's right. So we are coming back to radio. And it's epic. It's it's more epic than it ever could have been. So I'm really, really excited. And I promise my sinus infection will be gone by then. Yeah. <laughs> and so Mora and I will be working together and we will be building a new team. Yeah. And we are going to be killing it. Right here. Soon. Soon. Soon-ish. Soon-ish. <laughs> Not ish. Soon. Soon. You're right. Okay. Thank you so much for the listening to the podcast. Those are going to continue. Yes. That's when we, you know, talk about how we want to get to daily podcasting. That's going to be all part of this. That's right. Okay. So there's going to be different 
ways of continuing to listen to us and we so much appreciate your support that we've gotten so far through our podcasting brief career in podcasting <laughs> and uh and we really hope that you stay with us as we go back to terrestrial radio and also continue to podcast we're going to be relying on your help because we want to yes. get back what we've lost and that's going to require the people that supported us all of you to come back and find us where we land mm-hmm Again, it's all we can say. That's all we can say. Thank you for the love and support and all the messages. That's been amazing. Maura, get better. Thanks, buddy. Well, I think we'll leave it on that note. Okay. Wrap the sucker up. See, the more times I hear this, the more I like it. It's distill. Yeah. I dig it. I'm just happy that someone I know is doing something creative and yeah. it sounds good. <laughs> yeah. And that I can, like, help them with this. Not that I can do anything, you know, but maybe if there's one person that looks them up, we've I'm done sh- something. I'm sure that's, yeah, that's all they need. D-S-T-L-L on uh, Spotify and, you know, wherever you find your music. And... We'll talk to you soon. Very soon, guys. Daily podcast coming. Thanks for listening.